Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Jesus, a big hand clap. You may please be seated. Son, when it's worship, you don't beat it too much styles. Worship is a little good. Sit down. Let's let's do it again. So amazing, you have made this time. When you grow up, you understand it. Because you have, you have to know what romantic music is. I don't think you understand what romantic music is. Yeah, you, your generation, you don't know what romantic music is. It has to be soft. It has to be cool. It has to get into an atmosphere. Praise, you can do what I'm... That's fine. When it's worship, it's very gentle. Jesus Christ, you never let me go. I know you get excited, but excitement is praise. I shall you. So when you're doing worship, you have to control. Praise and worship leaders who cannot control are not good. Praise and worship leaders. You have to control the atmosphere. You have to decide what you want to sing with. That's, that's the key when you're on stage. Being on stage means authority. When you're on stage, you don't have that. It doesn't work. You get it? They can't do what I don't want. It's not because I'm a bishop. I've learned by experience. The bishop is not drums. 
<laughs> it comes atmosphere. I mean, if you want, if you want a, a certain atmosphere too, um, when we say romantic music, how many of you know romantic music? I don't think people play romantic music anymore. You don't know romantic music, right? So, so you lack a lot of things because sometimes you need that angle to look at things from. You need the soft, the soft. Now everything is loud. If it's not loud, it's like it doesn't make sense. That when you're worshiping God, it's not loud. Worship is soft, it's gentle. Take your time. You're not in a hurry. Worship means you're not in a hurry at all. Amen. Praise, yes. You can do all that. You can mix up. That's okay. When it comes to worship, it's almost like a boring monotone type of thing. Hallelujah. So amazing you have made the star of the deepest night and still presence of God. Again, it's all about the presence of God. So, if you can't generate a certain feeling like we are crying in worship, you didn't do well. The closest I can describe to you is shepherd is like making people get emotionally it's like you're crying. And then praise is emotionally excited and jumping around. If you, if you can't make people jump around, it's not praise. If you can't make people become so emotional and soft, they want to go on their knees and want to cry. Hey. And it, and it is the leader who brings that atmosphere. Because we, we carry things, isn't it? We carry things. If, if, if <laughs> sometimes, I, 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 sometimes in my house, it can be boring. I can feel that the house is very boring, so I just get out. I don't want to be in a boring house, so I get out. Or I go and be by myself. And if you understand what I'm saying, I'm sure some of you live in boring houses. <laughs> the house is boring. As Christmas is coming, not, no effort has gone into generating something. It's a boring house. Ask your neighbor, don't you come from? Tell her, I think you come from a boring house. So it's not at the church we don't teach you the right things. So you, you are the ones who don't practice them. Yeah. 
You don't have a Christmas tree in your house. Oh, please, get out. Go, go out of this church. You should have a Christmas tree in your house. Don't you see we have a Christmas tree? With fairy lights. What is that one? Yeah, then when you leave the church, then you start spending money on these things. You start finding excitement and joy in some of these things. Thinking that we are the ones, we are, we are atheists. We don't like Christmas tree. Christmas tree is not part of Christianity. That's what you tell us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like that. And, and you see, so it also tells you that you don't put effort into times. There are times of the year that you just let slip by without making effort to celebrate or embrace them. Yeah. We actually talk about Christmas. I'll talk about Christmas tomorrow. Remind me that I'll talk about these things. Yeah. See, I want to talk about being a witness. Tomorrow, let me talk about Christmas. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, I said Hallelujah. Because yeah, some of you Christians, you are very boring. Yeah. Acts chapter 1. I have a miracle. you are sensitive you have a short clip learn how to worship you understand what I'm talking about I'm doing something I'm teaching something and it's, it's very important that a piece of it is cut and promoted you understand it will help somebody 
chapter 1 verse 8 time is fast spent Christmas <laughs> Eve day and if it's your service you will tell me it's alright you have up to 10 o'clock <laughs> experienced people you can talk like that you, you, no problem at all you'll be okay <laughs> but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in um, Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Verse 22 Bible says Wherefore Verse 21. Wherefore of these men which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. 22. Beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from us. Must one be ordained. Must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his Resurrection must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. So this is my, my last uh, point for the series on being a witness. It's a message prophet preached many, many years ago when I was learning to become a pastor. And it stuck with me. And I can preach it without. I don't even know where, if it, if it has entered a book or not. I don't think so. I've not seen it anywhere. But it's still with me. That it is important that we become who God has called us to become. It's, it's sad that if you um, send a child to school and the child doesn't become who you want the child to become, um, it breaks your heart. Many of us, our parents wanted us to be pilots. I'm not sure what Sister Anna, what Jolene to have become. I'm sure parents, just like you also, have expectations of children. Dinesh, hey there. That there's expectation of of people. My father wanted me to have been a medical doctor. And so you start like that. And then I became a spiritual doctor. It's still a doctor. Not, Not the same, but it's close. Yeah, you know. But there are, there are expectations. And um, in the same way, God is also looking forward. He, he, he can't take a disappointment because disappointment for, for God means a bad place for you. Annie. Is that Annie? Who's Annie? She's Annie. 
Annie, you okay? You head hurting? What happened? Nothing happened. Let me see your face. Can I see your face? What happened? You didn't sleep last night? You like attention. You like attention. No, you don't like attention. Okay, but what you're doing, you are trying to, you're creating attention. So maybe you don't like attention, but you are being used to create attention because everybody will look at you with your head down in the church. So sit up and behave yourself. Because girls are like that. They want attention to be on you. Just like you have created attention for me to say something about you. That's what it is. If you didn't want it, it has happened. Uh-huh. Girls, you like attention. And so when you come to church, you have to sit up and let pastor preach. After church, we'll give you attention. We'll have a lot of sand for you to fill around here. We'll give you attention. <laughs> so I, I'm saying that the, it is not beneficial to us should God not be happy with how we turn out. And I'm sure God, has, God is not happy with how many people have turned out. What do you think? Yeah. He's not happy. And, and it, is, it is a little mysterious because how do you know God is not happy with you? Even as human beings, sometimes we don't tell each other when we are not happy with each other. Husband and wife. Josh, you see that we just flow. But that's why when there's an argument or a quarrel, then you hear something that you've not heard. You say, hey, it's this one. <laughs> He's been there. But the person has not mustered courage to tell you that you did this thing and they were not happy with you, with you on that. So they, they sometimes they pile it up like, like currency notes. 5,000 notes, they pile it up. <laughs> and then one day it's like like a mighty, mighty rushing wind. Ah. Until it's not hard. Then they, they empty themselves and they still pile up for another season. Many people are like that. <laughs> yeah. but it, it, it's hard for some people to, to tell you uh, what is on their mind concerning yourself. And so if human beings even find it difficult to say uh, or to talk about their disappointments, think about God. Think about how God uh, uh, feels. If he even speaks, will you hear? Will you hear? It's a very good question. Is God happy with me? Ask yourself. And God being happy with you or not is not necessarily mysterious. There are some general trends or general things that God expects us to be doing. And there are specific things. Are you with me? It's it's easy to understand. I'm saying that there are some general things and there are some specific things. The general things, there's no excuse for them. The general things, you'll be judged, even including the specific things. Except that the general things, at least you should be able to master or overcome that one. Maybe if you struggle in the specific things, I won't say it's okay because it's God who will judge you. But to struggle in the general ones and not even attempt or get to the specific ones, that's too much trouble. 
So, for example, in this verse, the Bible says that the disciples, they replaced Matthias. They replaced Judas with Matthias. And Matthias, they brought him in to become a witness with them. New Living Translation says it better. To become a witness with them. So, when Matthias came on board, then he started using his position as apostle to collect money from people. Then he was making people, he was bossing his position on people. Now you realize that it will not be a very nice experience for the apostles. They will call him and say, hey brother, since when? You see, it, it, it reminds me of um, when um, the first Mrs. Saki died. There's a second Mrs. Saki. For those who just came around. Mrs. Cynthia Saki. When she died, one of the major things, number one, was to who was going to be able to fit that role. It's something. Who was going to be able to fit that Mrs. Saki role? And there are some roles, it's not very easy to fit. To, to fit. You may desire it, you may want it, but to function in it, it, it's a whole story. Yeah. Yeah. If you are going to be my wife, it's another level. You can't be an impatient person and be my wife. You have to be very patient. You have to be very tolerant. Just as I have a heart, you must also have a heart. Because we can't agree if, if, if it's not like that. Because you drive everybody away. Church will finish. You'll be led by the Holy Spirit more than myself. <laughs> and that's how some of the, those women behave. Is that they, they, the Spirit is, they, they feel it. They, 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 yeah. So somebody, somebody sent me a, a video of the pastor who was a woman. You have to appreciate your wife because these women, they know things. So somebody sent me a video and said, Bishop, what do you think? I said, I don't think about that. There's no scripture. Don't let people say things that are not in the Bible. Let a woman know things. You are giving a woman power. She knows things as well. So, so I am the ignorant one. Me, the boss, the head of the house. I am the ignorant one. She's the one who knows things. Look at the type of thing you are bringing into the church. Who's, who's the head of the house? And the head doesn't know and the one who's the servant or the, the assistant knows this loyalty. So, a lot of things on social media, you can't, you can't take them serious. You have to say, this thing that I'm hearing, social media is bad. I see so many that there's, there's, I think there's some, I follow some Instagram page and they say nice things. I think what, what, the first time I posted something about your mind and all that, it was from there. Then I realized that. that. That page, they say nice things, but not necessarily biblical. Yes, if you follow them, even a man of God, you begin to follow somebody's ideas instead of what Jesus has written for us. That's the danger of social media. They present very nice things. So when, when she passed away, that, that, was, that was one of the main, main things. And, and of course... Maybe it wasn't for, for, 
for the main people, but for some of us around, we're, we're watching to see, hey, this place, ooh. And then one of the things was that um, in those days, the top three, still the top three, but in different capacities. The top three were always together. Always. Um, uh, um, um, EAT would do the MC. Eddie would do praise and worship. And then the big man, uh, the big man would preach. That was how the, uh, the service was. As we were growing up, that is the picture we got. The wives were also together. After church, everything, when everybody's gone, they are together having fellowship. Some of them meet together and they have fellowship. The three men of God and their wives. Now one goes out. Who's the next? From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us. To be a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So it took a while. Then some lady from the London church called Elsie won the jackpot. Ding, 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 ding. 75 million. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't know her until she surfaced. That's how we see that, you know, women should appreciate men because you, you are not known until you are brought to the limelight by a man. Because he chose you. Mm-hmm. Then you become known. And she came. Then you're wondering, hey. So then the, the other two, will they, they will, will she fit in? Because the, the, three, the three women were together from school. It was from school. The church started. So they were all university students. And they were, so, so you, the church has gone ahead about 15, 20 years. And then you come on board. It's like, it's a big, it's a big, big, two big women you are, you are becoming friends with. Oh, it's not going to be easy at all. Are you with me? And so, it, it was very important that when she comes on board, that she fits and flows just like the first one. Just like the first one. Just, 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 just like the first one. So it's not easy. So now, can you imagine when she comes in and then problems and then issues and then this and that and that? Can you imagine? It affects the picture that we, we are even looking at all our lives. So it, it's not a simple person. And this is, this is the same thing with Matthias. And this is the same thing with you. In heaven, the angels are witnesses of our salvation. That we are being brought in for a reason. And so they are wondering, they are wondering why we are behaving the way we are behaving. They're always asking the father, but, but is that is that what Pastor Joshua is doing? Is that is that what you call him to, to, to be doing? He said, Me myself, I don't even know what he's doing. What I call Akima uh, 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 to is, is that what she's doing? The angels will be saying it. Is that what Cherry is doing? Is that what Jolene is doing? Is that what Shemika is doing? They'll be calling. The angels will be saying, Daddy, look, what, what, look at what, what are these people doing? 
He said, me, myself, I don't okay. Please ask them. Because they were brought in to be, to be a particular thing. You are brought in, ladies and gentlemen, to, to function generally as a witness. Generally. Before the specific purposes that God moves out or we grow up into. <laughs> are you with me? So you have to ask yourself, what did God bring me into Good Shepherd to do? Now you always have excuse why you cannot. That is a record against you when you stand before him one day. Thank you. So the Bible says that, and from the teaching that I've been teaching, a, a, a witness, therefore, is not silent. You can't be silent. You can't be silent. What's number two? Witness, therefore, is sacrificial. Number three, a witness, therefore, is bold. Number four, a witness, therefore, is not ashamed. Number five, a witness, therefore, is what? You're waiting. Hey, I gave you only four. All right, number five. We are closing. A witness, therefore, has a message. A witness, therefore, has a message. In the book of Acts, the chapter three of Acts, the book of Acts, chapter three, Bible says in verse 7 and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God and they knew that it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Verse 7 again. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Eight. And he, leaping up, stood 
and walked and entered uh, with them into the temple walking and leaping and had something to say praising God praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God 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 what, 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 what is the, what is a praising God well, what is a praising God it's good to see you major what is a praising God I'll be home for Christmas <laughs> what is a praising God it's a message he has a, what are you praising God about? It's like Hannah. When Hannah went to the temple and she prayed and she prayed and she prayed and she prayed. And the Bible says that the next year when she came, she was pregnant. I mean, when she became pregnant, she had something to say. She had a message. Praising God. When the Israelites were going through the Red Sea and then Egyptians were behind them and at the end of the day, they couldn't see them anymore. The Bible said, Miriam and the ladies, they took the tambourines and they began to sing and to praise God. They had a story. They, they saw what God did to the Egyptians. This, this man here at the gate called Beautiful experienced the power of God firsthand and he was a witness of the power of God and he had something to say in praising God. What do you have in praising God? What do you have in praising God that can be so contagious? I was blind, but I see. That's why we sing Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. I saved the wretch like me. I once. That was the story. That's a, I once was lost, but now I am found. That is your message. A witness has a message. I said, witness has a message. I'm telling you, when the disciples walked with Jesus, they lived with him, and Jesus died. And he was buried. He rose again. They saw him alive after his passion for 40 days. Oh. And they went around talking about this same Jesus because that is what they had experienced, and that is the message they have. And I was bringing it home to you last week that for many of you, your message may not be Jesus died and rose again because what, what does that mean to somebody? What does that mean to your neighbor? What does that mean to your, your friend? But what may mean something to somebody is what Jesus has done for you and what he has, where he has placed you as a Christian in the church and the pastor that God has blessed you with. You have to be able to relate things that make sense to people. Otherwise, you, you witness and witness and witness, and your witness, your testimony won't be powerful. Because who goes to court and say that, um, I want to talk to you about Jesus? I remember uh, many years ago, I think um, the then president Jack Dew had a meeting with religious leaders. I wasn't, I wasn't present, but I heard that, you know, um, there's a pastor who had, a, had something to say. And so he, you know, he, there was, I think, question time or something like that. So he allowed people to speak and there was a pastor who had something to say and the, the pastor stood up and he started preaching. Give your life to Jesus Christ otherwise you die and go to hell for God so loved you. That's foolish. The president has met religious leaders to discuss whatever. It is the topic you have to... If you're going to preach, go and stand at the office of the president and preach. I mean, they, they, they had to almost like shut him down or quiet him and it's like it's out of place.
think President Jack doesn't has not heard about Jesus before. <laughs> so many of us, we are not being who God has brought us in to become. And the angels are asking him every day, what is happening to Jack? Why is he not listening? And God will say, I, I don't know. When they are down there like that, when you talk to them, they don't listen to you. <laughs> because the angels, the angels think that everything is easy. Because in heaven, there's no limitations. In heaven, there's no... So they, they are surprised that we don't worship God the way we are supposed to worship God. And then you have a story. Praising God. Praising God. Praising God. Praising God. There was something for the guy to talk about. He had a message. If you don't have a message, it means it's your fault. If you don't have a message, it means that you are not a witness yet. Are you with me? If you don't have a message, it means you are not a witness yet. If you are not a witness yet, it means you are not saved yet. The Apostle Paul. He spoke about his, he, he said, you know what? <laughs> well, the, the, he, he stood before Agrippa and Festus, I think in Acts chapter 20 something. And, and he was talking. They, 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 I think Agrippa or Festus, one, one visited uh, the other. And then they were talking about some guy, some Jew, some guy, some guy who has something to say, some Jesus, something, something. And then I think either Festus or, Festus or something is okay. Let me, let, I want to hear him. So they brought Paul from, from jail to come in. So that he, he, he will find out who he is and all of that. The Bible says that when they brought Paul and, and you know, he wanted to hear him. And Paul began to preach. He began to speak. He began to teach. He began to preach. And then I think Festus of Ag- Agrippa, one of them said, shut up. You are, you, are, you are almost changing my mind to become a Christian. Keep quiet. <laughs> Why? Because... He was a born and trained Pharisee. The Apostle Paul was trained by Gamaliel. One of the great uh, 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 philosophers around. And so, he knew he was on the right track. Now, if you go to Harvard University, or you go to Oxford University, you get it? Major, if you go to Harvard and you do law, and you become a lawyer, I mean, that there is little you give in to people saying bad things about Harvard University and the law program. There's little you give in. Because it's one of the best. You go to Cambridge University with a scholarship, your doctorate, and then the thing that you've done a doctorate in, somebody is criticizing and making it look like it is nothing. You see how you stand and defend it. That's what Apostle Paul was. He, he was born as a Jew. He grew up as a Pharisee. And, and he talked about his credentials in, the, in, in I think, in the, in the book of the Corinthians, where he talks about how he was from the tribe of Benjamin, how he was circumcised on the eighth day, and how he was a Pharisee. Few of them were trained by Gamaliel. He was a student of the best. Now, you want to tell him that the road that he's on is a bad road? No, no, no. He will not give in to anybody. It's like when you meet a man 
And I'll say man because it's mostly like that. When a girl or a boy finds a, a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, the foolishness that goes on because they are so convinced and, and convicted about he's, he's the guy for me, he, she's the one for me. Look at the songs that people sing for people. People are just going to die one day. The, the things. Don't listen. I was growing up. I did the same thing. I didn't listen. Then one day, he was, he was taking Christians and killing them. He was taking, arresting Christians and killing them because he was following his, his Cambridge University teaching. He was following the top university he went to, the top religious leaders, the top group in the, in, in the nation that he was part of. He was following the things that they were taught. He believed it. I, I wish some of us were like Paul. That you take the doctrines of the church and the Bible and fully follow it. To the extent, even if you are wrong, God opens a window for you to be, he shows you mercy and puts you on the right track. Even in the wrong things, you have not shown your conviction. I remember when I was going to secondary school. When I started, when I, when I became a Christian, one, one of the first things I did was I played drums, the conga. I did opening prayer. I used to sweep the church and I ran chairs. That's how you grow. I did that. And then I started praise and worship. So I was in the cleaning department. I was in the service moderating department. I was in the music or instrumental department. And I came into the teaching department. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong if that's how you grow. Many of you, you, have, you don't have anything that is, that is grooming you to become who God wants you to become. Only thing you know is microphone. You were born with a microphone in your hands. You have not served in different areas. That is why even in medicine, you can ask Natifa, who is, who is uh, about to qualify as a, as a pharmacist. She's doing rotation. You do rotations. You do rotation at this department. Rotation at that department, rotation at that. That's what doctors do. You rotate at the uh, 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 cardio uh, uh, the ward. You do rotation at the end, end, endocrinology. You, you add ophthalmology. You do that gynecology. You rotate before you become a surgeon, a general surgeon, which means that you know a little bit of everything. Until you specialize and become a gynecologist, you know a bit of everything. That's what puts you in a place of a medical doctor. And so a Christian also must have that. You have to serve in different capacities. Many of you, you, can, you have become a pastor before you serve in capacities. That's why your pastoral work is not, is not, is not doing anything. Because you don't know how to produce anything. Are you there? So the apostle rose up. And he started fighting the Christians. Now, I was just saying what I was saying. I was trying to cut it short, but let me just finish it. When I was not a Christian, we used to, our school sports. I don't know what has happened to black people over here. Something has happened. Crossing the Atlantic Ocean, something has happened. Because when we are doing school sports, 
is breaking news. The whole stadium is not, it's not, it's not police park. It's not QC. It, it is stadium. Every school has a bus and a, something like a counter-like. We call it bone shaker. And it moves, it moves the students. Five, six hundred students, it moves them. Everybody goes to the stadium. There's no classes in that period. It's not like here where people are running and the people are doing class. Then when we go, we are in the stadium in different schools. So let's say this is QC, 500 people. Bishops, 500 people. Uh, St. Joseph's, 600 people. St. Joseph, 800 people. Like that. In the stands of the stadium. And there are people as leaders who are standing on the, their walls. The stands, you go up there like that. When you come down, there are walls here. You have to go around the walls together. And some of us are standing on the walls. We are the ones leading the singing for our athletes. We are not athletes. We are the ones singing for them. Can you imagine leading about 500 students to sing songs for your athletes going for 100 meters? I was, I was, I was the leader. Sima Jole, Eko Baba, Sima Jole. Then everybody, oh, Eko Baba, Sima Jole. Sing. 600 people singing. I am the leader with supporters. Yeah. Now tell me if, if, if I get an encounter that that life was not a good life, don't you think I have to talk about the new life that I have found? How I was going a direction that I felt was the right direction and then miraculously I discovered that that thing that I was doing was very wrong. That this is the right road. Why should I keep quiet? Why should I not tell other people about Tell, Are you sure you're on the right road? Because I was like you. And I discovered that I was wrong. Maybe you are wrong. You should think about it. Oh. Now, you can't do that work without a bit of high wine. So, as students, when the bus drops us, there are some corners that you know, we have to go and use school uniform. So, you have to hide. If a teacher sees you, challenge you are dismissed. So you have to, we know the corners. Some people knew the corners where you can go for a quick shot. Oh, booster. Because when you stand before the students, you have to be able to sing and sweat and sing and sweat for hours. 100 meters, 200 meters, high jump, all the things. You are leading the singing. Challenge, that's a simple job. <laughs> so when I got saved and I started doing praise and worship, I remember that, challenge, this one I can do it. I, I used to dance power, praise and worship. Yeah. You can see me doing praise and worship, the people are bored. You, do you, you, you didn't come from anywhere, that's why. You can't be bored in my praise and worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody must be involved. So Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus, Acts chapter 9. Then he realized that, hey, so what Gamaliel had taught him, being a Pharisee and all of that, they were wrong things. And from there, he said, me, it's Jesus Christ. That's what he said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He said, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I mean, he has a message. That is why he 
passionately planted churches and wrote letters to all the churches. A witness has a message. I said, a witness has something to say. He has a message. I was blind, but now I see. I was lame, but now I can walk. I was lost, but now I was found. Do you have a message? Do you have a message? Stand to your feet. Time is up. Give Jesus a big hand clap. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. To be pleased in you. Saved, you are not born again, Bishop. Please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You want to lift up your hands and say, Bishop, please, I am the one. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Please pray with me. I want to be saved. If you're here like that, just your right hand up high. I want to pray with you. Your right hand up high. I want to pray with you, Bishop. I want to be saved. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. If you lift that up your hand, say this prayer with me, Heavenly Father. All us, all of us, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth. That Jesus lived. He died. He rose again from the dead. I believe in this Jesus. And I receive him to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.